Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives, where four marriage and sex bloggers discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. Gay from Calm, Healthy, Sexy. Today's topic is body image and specifically how our thoughts and feelings about our bodies affect sex and intimacy in our marriages. We want to help you think about how body image might be affecting you and how can you can take steps to change the way you think and feel about your body. First of all, let's define it. What do we mean when we say body image and what are some of the things that affect how a woman feels about her body? You know, it's an interesting question. I've never thought about what we actually mean by body image, but we all know what it is, I think. I guess it's just my self-concept of what I look like to other people. Yeah. I don't think it's just how you look like to other people. I think that's true, for sure. But I think that there's also just how you feel in your own skin. Even if it's just me and my mirror, how do I feel about that? Yeah. I think it's very much a perception and sometimes not always aligned with reality because when we look at ourselves and think about ourselves, we're bringing a lot to that, a lot of sometimes baggage, sometimes positive experiences. So I think it's how we see and feel about our bodies, but it's all wrapped up in a lot of other things that have gone on in our lives. You know, I was thinking about, you know, I always think about body image and how we're affected by all the images in the media. And, you know, there's been so much written about that. But I also was thinking back to when I was in high school and I would compare my body to the bodies of the other girls to just to get a sense of where I fit, whether I was normal, whether I was not normal. And, you know, when you start comparing yourself to somebody, you're always going to find something that, that seems wrong and think of it as wrong rather than just realizing that that's a difference and that's a unique part of who and what you are. So I think I was aware of body image and had some of those issues long before I was even really paying attention to what was going on in the media. I think you even, I mean, even if you, like I had sisters and you grow up even just comparing yourself to your siblings and, and because your siblings are who they are and you are, you know, just how that goes Y'all sometimes uh, tease each other, but some of those things can stick. Mm. It's true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all figure out when we're kids, we all figure out what our siblings' hot button issues are, and we make it worse. Right. Yeah. But it's, tr- it's true that it sticks. I mean, you probably all of us and everyone listening can remember back to awkward times, middle school or <laughs> other awkward ages, something somebody said to you about well, your body and it sticks with you. Yeah, I had, I'll, I'm going to have a confession here. When I was in fifth grade, I was the most developed girl in school and they called me big boobs, Bonnie. 
Um, By the way, I hated you. I hated <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they all did. That's why they called me that. So, I finally uh... got it. I finally got a bra, not because I needed one, but because I was just that age. You were supposed to have one. <laughs> so you're getting it too. I was so, at World Two, and I would have my bra snapped, and you know those. Yes. Oh, yes. Days. And That's so terrible. So in a way, for the there's the there's the girls who are not forming and they have their issues and then on the other end of the spectrum there's the girls who are too voluptuous and yeah. they've got their issues so and i remember thinking everybody's looking at my boobs and i don't even yes. understand them myself yes. yet yes but and my I also i was the tallest kid in class i was taller even than a lot of the boys i was for a long i was time. too and i just even my height i always thought that i was somehow not not normal and not typical that was wrong because people would comment on wow you're tall well yeah mm-hmm. i already know that why are you commenting on it something must be really awful about that a lot of people don't know what they're saying and i mean one of the things that i i dealt with is i was very skinny and i know for the people that struggled with weight they have they had a different issue and i would have people say things to me like oh my gosh you're just you're you're like a skeleton i'm like how is that a compliment or if I had somebody say, oh, you're just you're just like a stick. You could just uh, up and blow away like a tumbleweed. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, that's not actually a compliment when I'm desperately wanting some boobs and hips here. So I, I do think it's important. I'm just telling these stories because I think it's important that we don't think everyone else has it better or this girl has it better or this girl has it better i think that so many women the vast majority of women struggle with body image because there's one thing or other that just felt odd or we just didn't know how to cope with and and there were judgments about that and we struggle yeah we all struggle with one thing or 10 things but we all have something and you know too often i've seen where uh, the person making a comment is often the one who has Issues, And I was thinking of there was a gathering I was at and a woman who was a little heavier looked at a much younger woman who was very thin. And she she says, oh, she probably isn't even eating anything. Make sure that she's she's eating because nobody could eat and actually still look like that. Oh, my gosh. She has just as many issues about her lack of curves as Mm -hmm. some of us do about our abundance of curves. Mm -hmm. And. You know, the person I said that to got really miffed at me, but it's true. We all, you know, we do all have our issues. Yes. And so what we should be doing as women, and I, I think we've, we've tried to do that among ourselves, is to to be on the same team, you know, um, and to try to look outside of yourself. I guess I, we – go ahead. Yeah, I, I think that – I mean, the way I'm thinking about it now when you say that is we really need to replace comparison with compassion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. yes. Yeah. I just – I think that those kinds of comments when they're made to you in your sort of developmental years, I think they contribute to that, the idea of women in a way being objectified, like you feel like your body – is some totally. kind of object that yeah. other people feel free mm-hmm. to comment on and maybe in some cases to use or abuse. And then women start to think of their bodies as a problem instead of a blessing because mm-hmm. it's this kind of thing that has things wrong with it. 
Right. Or you're just carrying around these two things that get so much attention and you want them to have a You want to be noticed for your person and not for your breasts in my case. And then, but then, you know, because I, I developed early and did not like the attention on my breasts. Although at the same time, I thought, well, okay, I'm really tall, which is not normal for a girl, but at least I have these boobs. So, you know, I was kind of trying to weigh that a little bit. But they were such an object of negative attention. So then when I married and my husband would give them positive attention, it was hard for me to perceive that as positive. Because I thought of it as Hmm. if you're paying attention to those, then that's all you're seeing. Yes, yes. Well, and and I'll be quite frank, as as a younger child, as an 11-year-old, I had way undue attention from one of my father's friends. And yes, so, so I, I, and I've worked through all that, but so my body became a thing for a short while and I understand how we can become focused and, and objectified and how hard it is to work through that, but it can be done. It can be done. I think what's so hard is that we sometimes equate our body image with our self-image. So we get frustrated when other people are judging us by our bodies, but too often we kind of do the same thing. We kind of feel bad about our bodies, and so we just feel bad about ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think you need to understand that your identity, body image is just one part of your overall identity. Well... I worked through it in total as an adult. And the key was I had to see that my body is just a vessel for the soul that's in there. And I'm a soul, not my body. So I guess my self-value started to come from my spiritual aspect, not so much my earthly aspect. Hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Somebody mentioned media. So before we move on to talking about how this affects marriage, uh, maybe we just want to say a couple things about how the media and our culture continue to perpetuate these things that we first experienced as children or preteens or adolescents. I think just what gets me is I have seen sort of before afters now of models when they go into the photo shoot and then when they're done and they get their the cover image. And it's like, a lot of times it's not even the same person. It looks like they're just Mm -hmm. do so much. Not, not only do they have the makeup artist, the hair artist, the, you know, photography, the lighting, the whole thing. But after that, oftentimes it's airbrushed, Photoshop, this or that. And I know that Cindy Crawford famously said, I don't look like Cindy Crawford. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a picture, a link to a picture on one of my blog posts about beauty. It's a picture of Heidi Klum just walking down the street with her children, no makeup on, and it looks like a different person. I mean, she's still very attractive, and obviously she has great bone structure, but she doesn't look like anything like the Heidi Klum you see on TV. But a lot of people don't know that. They think, okay, here are all these women who are presented to us as the ideal, sort of the model, the perfection, and a lot of women don't know. Those pictures we're seeing they aren't real. They're altered images. I love those videos, you know, the, the, the before and after and the videos where they, sh- they show the people with, without their makeup. It's just, it's so nice. And I think, oh, mm-hmm. 
you're a normal person. And here I have been objectifying those models as mm-hmm. superficial mm-hmm. and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's been a good reminder to me about how I think and talk about others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dove did a great campaign about oh, real bodies. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah that yeah. was great. So there's a sketch artist, and the women are giving the sketch artist a description of themselves, and then one of their friends is giving the sketch artist a description of them. And yeah. so their their perception was bad, but the friend's perception was wonderful. Well, we'll, we'll link to some of those Dove beauty sketches in the notes for this podcast because they really are very powerful in showing how women's view of themselves can be distorted. So why are we even in talking about this? What does this have to do with sex and intimacy in our marriages? How does it affect those things? Well, if you don't like your body, you don't want to get naked with the someone <laughs> and say, look at the body I have. Well, yeah. yeah. I didn't believe that I was beautiful or sexy. So when my husband would say that, I thought he was lying to me and trying to say just what he thought I wanted to hear so he could have some sex. I didn't understand that he truly believed that. So there was a that created a huge trust issue for us because he said this thing that I clearly knew was not true. So he was lying. That was my perception and it was wrong, but it really affected us in the bedroom and outside. Mm-hmm. When I started making, taking steps to be more sexual in my marriage, part of it was trying to figure out how to be sexy. You know, and that has a lot to do with your body image because I didn't feel like I was a mom. I was taking care of little kids. I didn't feel sexy. Um, sexy? No, ugh, but <laughs> so. But what you said earlier, Jay, about being comfortable in your own skin, that's what sexy became for me, was being comfortable in my own skin and figuring out that I'm great. You know, no, I don't look like Heidi Klum, and I've got some twin skin, and I need a tummy tuck, but twin skin means I gave birth to twins, so you can imagine. I have twins, too. Yes, she does. So anyways, I just I just got comfortable somehow. It was exercise. Personally, I was willing to be there and to engage. And I never had the, oh, my gosh, let's just turn off the lights because I don't want you to see me thing. What I did, though, is I just, in my mind, I was very self-conscious. Like, how do I look at this moment? You know, even like when we were making love, there were moments when I struggled with my self-image where it's like, you know, is it better for me to on the, be on the bottom or on the top solely in terms of how I look, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, things like that. Like, you know, well, you know, my tummy hangs down if I'm on top, but if I'm on my back, then, you know, then, you know, and so, then, then, you know, I, I have a, a, a friend who says, basically, if I lay flat, like my, my boobs fall under my armpits, you know, yes. yeah, so, they're facing opposite directions. So you're like, thinking, like how you're, and then you're not concentrating on the intimacy and the pleasure and the moment there because you're thinking about how you look and it's just, just on a practical level, it interferes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was too honest, but I don't know how else to no, be. No. You know, you wrote a, bo- a blog post recently about thinking about how you look when you're making love. And I, mm-hmm. and I've known people who have s- said, well, but I don't want to let go because What's my face going to look like when I'm having an orgasm? I've had people 
say that to me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, if only our listeners could see what we see. We're on Skype right now. And <laughs> there, there might or might not be some facial expressions happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so kind of go, going back to what Bonnie said, I mean, it really does affect if you can feel sensual and sexual, which I've been sort of thinking about and writing about the difference between those two, but they're very tied together. But if you don't feel like a sensual woman because you think your images, sensual women have all these curves and they don't have, you know, tummies that had babies and they wear their hair a certain way. I mean, it, and then when you add on to that, all the fatigue from being a mom or going to work or whatever, it just makes it very hard for you to feel either sensual or sexual because you just don't feel good about your body. We, we use these terms, you know, they're sensual, sexual. I know sexy, some people are not even comfortable with that term. Um, so I think it's also important to kind of understand what some of those things mean. And I think it means different things for different people, at least the yeah, sexy I, part. Uh, because I feel like if you define sexy a certain way, you may never feel sexy in that particular way. But I think you feel, to me, sexy is I feel appealing to my husband and I feel confident about mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I think that I'm, you know, at the level of some, I'm not going to be on People magazines, you know. 25 sexiest hottest women. woman of the year Alive. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, being confident and feeling sexy doesn't mean you're arrogant, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, it's okay to be sexy. I mean, it is. I really do think that you don't, you're probably not going to feel sexual or sexy if you don't tap into feeling sensual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah, I've been thinking about that recently and I think that's really allowing yourself to experience your senses, the things that your senses are telling you, you know, how do things feel on your body? How do things smell? How do they taste? I mean, we don't really take the time to do that. Uh, You know, we're, we're too busy to do that. But I think when you can really slow down and pay attention to those things, how does this feel to my body, whether it's touch or clothing or I think that helps kind of start making that transition. Mm-hmm. Well, Jay, I liked what you said about thinking about sexiness in terms of being sex sexually attractive to your husband. And I think, you know, if I think in terms of am I sexy, would any other man find me appealing? The answer is going to be no. But one of the things that helped me was really paying attention to my husband's reaction and thinking the only person that matters who I'm sexy to is my husband. And he clearly responds to what he's seeing and to the whole package and the appearance and all of that. And in paying attention to that and recognizing that that was a genuine reaction from him really did a lot to help me think about what my sexuality is for and feeling sexy because it did what it, it does what it's supposed to do. You know, Chris, I think that's interesting because we also, in the episode where you interviewed the men from the Christian Marriage Bloggers Association, one of the things they talked about is they, they I don't remember who said something, that we, we don't deny that we really like the package that she's in. But then they talked about all these other things of reasons that they thought women, their, their wives were beautiful. 
And I think when you have a long marriage, when you have these loving feelings towards someone, it does make them more appealing to you. Mm -hmm. Like it actually, like your perception of their beauty, it goes in line with how you feel about them overall. It's Mm -hmm. just like the nice person that you know is just a more attractive person. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I've got friends who get better looking as I get to know them better and I like them better. Yeah, yeah y'all, are, you know? y'all are gorgeous. I'm oh, so are you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Toss it around. Then there's the person who's one of my friends once referred it to as body by God. <laughs> one of those attractive <laughs> people opens opens his or her mouth and says something vile, and all of a sudden oh, mm-hmm. you see how ugly their features yeah. are. And, yeah. My, yeah. Mom, my mom used to say, beauty is as beauty does. Your mom was a wise woman. (laughs) And I think that, you know, confidence is very attractive. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the people that seem attractive to you, if you really sort of analyze them, they're not the most beautiful or the most handsome person, but they're confident. They treat people well. They're, you know, they're just nice people. So I think it does so I mean, I think we're going to move on to some practical tips in a minute, but I do think that acting with confidence can change how you feel about your body and also how people see you. Mm-hmm. And everybody should go look at Bonnie's blog post about power poses and Wonder Woman poses because oh my gosh, it is so good. Well, TED Talk, we'll put that on the yeah, show notes. So good. So most married women, I think we agree, are affected to some degree by a negative body image. Some women just dislike one or two things about their body, while other women feel very, very negative about their body. What are some practical things that women can do to improve their body image and to begin to feel good about their bodies? One of the things that I did was start to be strategic with my lingerie. When I wasn't liking the way I looked naked, I would put lingerie on that would accentuate the the, the boobs that I didn't like in fifth grade <laughs> and decided were a good feature. So I would wear things that would accentuate and not only draw my husband's attention to that and away from my problem areas, but it would really help me feel very womanly and very attractive. So, you know, just dressing strategically was part of the process that I went through to get to that point of not having any body image issues in the bedroom. You know, I've actually written about that too, because I've talked about how I wear, I like to have pretty lingerie and it's really not because so much because it matters to my husband. I mean, he really kind of is one of those guys that doesn't care, but I do do it for me because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel sensual and attractive and so even if it's something that for a wife that it, her husband doesn't really care that much, he's like, eh, just show up nude, you're fine. Um, Mine. It might help. Yeah. <laughs> it, might, it might help, but it might help her, you know, feel better to, to put that on for herself. Mm-hmm. And, and to pick lingerie that does make her feel good, not something you see in the window at Victoria's Secrets, but you know if you put it on, you'd feel wretched. I mean, there's a lot of range, so pick what feels good to you and makes you have that confidence and beauty. Yeah, mm-hmm. if if any lingerie makers are listening, I really would appreciate y'all putting your lingerie on real bodies. <laughs> Before you advertise <laughs> so people, them. <laughs> so people could see what this looks like on this kind of body and this kind of body and this kind of body. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. And then you would know, does that work with you or not? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my my when I found my sexy, it involved a lot of exercise, and I know that's not that's some people's least favorite word is exercise, but that changed what was going on underneath my skin in my mind and my muscles. What that does is it reminds you that your body is more than something than how how it appears. It reminds you that your body does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I've heard several people say in terms of recovering from childhood sexual abuse is to take self-defense classes because it really, it not only empowers you and helps you feel safer, like you can defend yourself, but it helps you remind you that your body is there to serve you and to do what you want it to do. And I think exercise can really go a long way. Mm-hmm. Not it's called heal- healing trauma, but right. Well, body yeah. awareness. That's what I came away with was body awareness so that I could think about my toes, what were going on with my calf muscles or with my arms. And then I translated that to time in the bedroom. And it really helped my response to my husband as I became more in tune with my body in exercise. I became more in tune with my body during lovemaking, which helped lots of things. (laughs) And exercise, it also increases positive hormones and it can actually transform your body so that if there are things you don't like about it, exercise over time can actually change those things. So, yeah, I would have to jump on the exercise bandwagon and say that it's a tremendous Mm -hmm. way to help you develop a positive body image. And one last thing I'd like to say is, is giving yourself permission to be sexy. It's a lot of it is in our minds too. We have to capture those negative thoughts when we start complaining about our big butts or whatever, or the cellulite that is truly on the back of my thighs, you know, capture those thoughts and think about the things you do like. And, and the more you replace the negative thoughts with positives, the negatives kind of fade away. You know, I wanted to share a um, suggestion that was given by one of my readers on one of my early blog posts. It was about getting naked and being, letting your husband actually see you naked in the light. And one of the, one woman said that what she found helpful was to use a red light bulb because it, it kind of softened some of the shadows, shadowy areas and really put her in a very, it helped her mood, helped her feel sexy in terms of her mood, but it also made her appearance a little softer in a way that she liked. And a couple people tried that and said that that really did work. Oh, that's a good idea. I think going back to the the video that Bonnie posted on her blog recently, which is a TED Talk, which is great, and we will link to that in the show notes. I think there's she talked. The woman who did the TED Talks talks about not just faking it till you making make it, but faking it till you become it. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways with body image. You can do that. You don't feel it, but you can act it. You can stand up straight. You can look people in the eye. You can wear clothes that make you feel good. You can speak up and treat people with encouragement and love and sort of stand up. You know, you can do things that you may not necessarily feel until you start to become them. And they actually become a part of you. And I think that can change 
how you feel about your body. Mm-hmm. And I would what... just like to do a shout out to women who have daughters. Please do not complain about your body in your daughter's mm-hmm. presence. Yeah. I, I have a daughter who's a young adult and she, of, of all the mistakes I made as a parent, one thing that I did right was I never ever complained about my body when she could hear. Um, in fact, I did make one complaint about my body last week and she was stunned because it was the first time in her life I had done that. Oh, wow. That's and, great. And she's talked about how her friends have moms who often complain about things. And, you know, then that just sort of starts that whole comparison thing for some of those. So if you're a mom of, a, of daughters, please do not complain about your body. I think for me, one of the key things that helped me is that I, just for a while, I kind of focused on the aspects of myself that I liked. Mm -hmm. So, because what we tend to do is we tend to look in the mirror and we see the things that we don't like. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of took stock and thought, okay, what are the things about myself that I do like? Now, I know some people say, well, I can't think of anything. In fact, there was a, there, there was a video I saw where they asked women of what they didn't like about themselves. And they immediately came up with answers when they asked what you like about your body people took a lot longer. These poor women just couldn't think of something as quickly. But you can take your time and think about that. I mean, for me, it, and it could be something small, like, okay, my mom had these and I got them from her. I have dimples. Cute. And I like my dimples. Okay, that's <laughs> like a small, small thing. But if you're, I was used to looking in the mirror and seeing, I have these close-set beady eyes you know, and now I start, now I look, okay, I know you're going to say no, but that's how I saw myself. And then I started looking and saying, I have a really great smile with my dimples and it just changed the focus. And if you just kind of find something to replace your negative self-talk with Mm -hmm. and focus a little bit on your assets and after a while it kind of balances out. And now, I mean, I, my eyes are fine. I don't feel quite the same about them because overall I feel better about myself. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and play those things up. You know, like mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. okay, I have really nice eyes. I have nice blue eyes, even though I hate other things about my face. So I make up my eyes every day because I feel like that it accentuates them. And that's, just a little thing that I can do to feel better about my body. So mm-hmm. play it up. If you like it, play it up. Yes. And I'd just like to encourage all the ladies listening that you are beautiful. And I know you're thinking, well, you've never even seen me. You know what? <laughs> I know you are beautiful. Because God made you. That's right. You are beautiful. And I want to meet you someday. And I want to see how beautiful you are. We all do. And, and if our culture all- says you're not beautiful, it's a liar. That's right. We are all made in God's image. Mm-hmm. Well, any final thoughts, ladies? I know this is something we could probably talk about <laughs> for a couple hours. Yeah, we could. I was just reading. I'm just going to throw in a little Bible here. I was reading today from Psalm 27. Oh, that's my favorite psalm. Really? Yes. Okay. But in this, it says, one thing I asked of the Lord that I will seek after to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And sometimes I think we get the idea that like beauty is maybe even a bad thing because 
are you know isn't our beauty supposed to just be all internal you know isn't that the spiritual way to go but you know what it says that god is beautiful and we are made in his image and he made so many beautiful things he made sunsets and flowers and and the other thing is too you realize that something that one person thinks is beautiful another person might not and your husband likely thinks you are very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so even if you don't understand that, I really think that people need to remember you're made in God's image. And when your husband says you're beautiful, don't argue, say thank you. Amen. Yes, Amen. good advice. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. And be sure to check out the show notes on our website. We're going to have a lot of uh great articles that were and resources that we're going to link to. Uh, and we just encourage you to do one thing this week to make you feel great about your body. Thanks so much for joining us today on sex chat for Christian wives. We encourage you to check out our website at forchristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's for F O R Christianwives.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, please take a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. May God bless you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.